As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Good morning, guys. Welcome back to Not Your Typical, Not Your Typical Fitness Lover, Caitlin Nolan. Today is going to be a fun episode because I'm actually posting this on Wednesday, which is my 24th birthday. So I thought I would do 24 things that I learned by 24. And I thought it'd be fun to kind of switch it up. I've seen a lot of people do this, so definitely not my idea for this trend. But I would do the first half of just like life lessons that I've learned things you can relate to literally anything in your life. And then the last 10 tips are going to be specific advice that I've learned through my fitness journey and just being a personal trainer. So we're going to kind of switch it up halfway through. And I'm so excited for this episode. It's actually early in the morning. I just wanted to get this episode out of the way because I'm so excited writing this list last night. And I was getting so excited because I actually really, really thought about this. And I was like, I'm going to record this first thing in the morning. Now I'm recording and my voice is so raspy just because I woke up like an hour ago. So bear with me in this episode. Also, I feel like my voice might have been lost just from the weekend. We had friends in town and they brought their dogs. So it was just kind of a hectic weekend. And you guys know me. I always lose my voice when I'm talking a lot. So maybe that's why my voice is actually like this. And that kind of brings me to my not your typical obsession of the week. If you guys are new here, I do segments at the beginning of my episodes. Not your typical obsession, dislike, and word of the week. I try to make it not typical to my life because I like to switch it up every week. But my obsession this week was actually being very present this weekend. I feel like I struggle with being present because I'm constantly thinking about the future or what I'm excited for or what I have to do for work. Especially on the weekends, I feel like because I know that I have a bunch to get done throughout the next week. Like that's all I'm usually thinking about on the weekends or I try to get ahead of it. Or I'm like, oh, it's the weekend, so I have to do a bunch of fun things, or it's not going to be worth it that it's the weekend, you know? Or a lot of the time, too, because Hunter works throughout the week, but then he has a weekend off. I feel like we have to do a million things to make it worth his weekend. And yeah, sometimes I just have to remind myself, it's okay. Like, we can chill, just live in the moment. It doesn't have to be perfect. And since we had friends in town this weekend, I definitely did that. I feel like we did a lot of just hanging out. Like we played Mario Kart one night. We were going on walks, just hanging with the dogs. We did a pizza night at the house. And I definitely feel like I was more present than I usually am, which is good because I've struggled with that. So I feel like the more you struggle with something, the more you learn. And I'm starting to feel like I'm getting over that feeling of like trying to prevent mistakes or wanting things to be perfect. And I'm happy about that because I feel like that was not a flaw in my personality, but just something that I noticed so much. And I've been trying to work on being present with meditating. And I mean, I don't meditate all the time. You guys know that. But 
when I do meditate, that's what I'm trying to achieve. And then also just like journaling. And even when I work out, like I try to be fully in my workout and I try to focus on the muscles and the music I'm listening to and how my body feels. So I feel like I actually put a huge effort in to being present and it definitely has been paying off. So that was my obsession. And then my dislike this week is just something I wanted to talk about because I know that a lot of people do struggle with anxiety or any mental health struggles. And I definitely have talked about it a lot on the podcast. I haven't like done a full anxiety episode or anything like that, but I definitely do struggle with anxiety and I have for a long time. I remember like growing up, I didn't think that I had anxiety and I didn't know like what it was that I was feeling. And the sad thing about anxiety is sometimes you feel, or at least for me, my experience, sometimes I feel anxious, but I don't really know what's causing it. And I definitely had a lot of anxiety the past week and I've been trying to deal with it throughout the entire week and just kind of go back to how I know that I've dealt with it in the past. So yeah, that was just the pit of the week of feeling like that. I hate feeling those feelings and yeah, I don't want to go too far into it because I don't want anyone who does struggle with anxiety to be reminded of that. But I also feel like at the same time, it's nice to know that other people are in your corner and other people maybe experience something similar to what you experienced. So I did want to mention it, but I'm feeling a little bit better. I'm actually back in Arizona and we're here for my birthday. So I know it's going to be a fun weekend. I always just feel so kind of reset after I come to Arizona. Like I spend time with my family spend time with my best friends that I grew up with and I always just feel really good after so I know that that's going to help a lot and then I'm also going to go to therapy this week which I am excited about because I haven't gone to therapy in a while and I want to get back into going consistently even though sometimes we feel like oh I've been doing so good lately like I don't need to add therapy into my life but I personally feel like I try to catch it early because I don't want to only be going to anxiety when it's gotten really bad I'd rather be preventative and I feel like I've actually noticed a lot in my life that a lot of the habits that I do are preventative and they're things that I put an effort to for my future self and I feel like therapy is just another one of those things that is preventative. It's like exercise. It's like doing things so that I feel good in the future and I know because I've gone to therapy and how good it makes me feel that I want to add it back into my routine. So that was my dislike of the week. My word of the week is celebrate because it is my birthday and I feel like a lot of people don't love birthdays, but I don't mind birthdays. I feel like I usually spend my birthdays with like my family and I just know that it's going to be fun. Like I'm just going to go get coffee with my best friends in the morning and then I'm going to do a spa day with my mom, which is going to be so much fun and exactly what I need like after stressing for a while and just having a lot of pressure. I think going getting massage lying by the pool hanging out with my mom is going to be exactly what I need so I'm excited and I just want to celebrate myself I feel like I never ever just take time to be appreciative for myself and talk nicely to myself honestly and celebrate what I do for myself every single week so I definitely want to make it a goal this week to just be happy and proud of myself because I do deserve that. And it's easy to think, oh no, I'm not doing enough. Oh no, I'm not this or this. But realistically, if we were looking at it from a different lens and we were looking from the outside in, we'd be so proud of ourselves or our best friends, but it's harder to feel that way about yourself. So yeah, happy birthday to me. (laughs) Um, 
let's get into this episode. I have 24 things. The first few, like I said, the first 14 are going to be more like life lessons. And then we'll get into the fitness advice since I know a lot of you guys are on fitness journeys and that's where a lot of my questions come from. So we'll switch it halfway. But the first one that I put is the power of saying no. I feel like it took me a long time to realize that saying no doesn't need to be disrespectful and it doesn't need to be bad thing it's actually a really good thing if you're able to stand up and say no this is not what i want to do no this isn't what i agree with no i'm not feeling this right now no i don't have enough energy for this and my mom actually taught me this a good way to say no without feeling like you're disrespecting anyone this is for all the people pleasers that really want to put an effort to say yes to people if somebody asks you to do something or somebody wants to put a task on your plate that you literally just cannot hold right now saying no I would love to but honestly my plate is so full right now I feel like that's just a more respectful way of saying I have to put myself first and most of the time if somebody in your life appreciates you and respects you then they're going to understand that when your plate is full that's just it you can't add anything more on top of that my second one is to focus on what to add rather than take away from your life This is definitely also geared toward fitness and wellness because I feel like the longer I've tried to better myself in my life, I've realized that the path that works for me is to focus on the positive and focus on what I can add rather than dwelling on, oh, what am I doing wrong? What could I take away from my life? What have I been doing that I just don't like in my life? Like that to me is a negative path to almost start to feel negative towards yourself like you shouldn't be doing things and you shouldn't have done this for so long and to me that's just a negative way to focus on wellness and fitness and even if it doesn't have to do with wellness and fitness and it's just something that you have caught yourself doing like for example me me staying up late and watching love island every night even though i know that i feel like crap the next day if i stay up too late i don't want to be like oh why do i keep doing that when I could focus on what I could replace it with, or I could focus on, oh, I want to start sleeping better and just go at it that angle. That's the second one. The third one is to create a life you can't wait to wake up to. This one's really important to me because I feel like the everyday life that we live is important. And I know that sounds obvious, but I feel like when we have all these tasks in our lives that we have to do, because obviously we have to pay bills, we have relationships we have to pour into we have family that we have to pour into it can become man mundane i don't know how to say that word mundane to just wake up and get to the tasks that you have to do but i really try and prioritize the things that i want to do in my life so waking up drinking my coffee having a minute to myself writing in my journal writing in my planner going on pinterest These are things that make me feel good. Working out, going on walks. Obviously, sometimes I don't want to wake up and go edit or wake up and go to a meeting or wake up and respond to emails or film. But at the same time, I have to be responsible and I have to get to those things. But if I add the things that I really love and enjoy on top of that, I feel like that's how I create a life that I genuinely love and I wake up and I'm excited for the day. And I feel like that's just really important. Number four is focusing on a feeling rather than a look. The older I get, and I know I'm not even old yet or that wise, but I do feel like I learned at a very early on age that what I look like does not matter. I don't care about the outside as much as I care about the inside. And obviously, yes, I'm human and I wear makeup and I try to look cute and I put on cute outfits and 
all of the things like skincare. I put on face masks. Yes, I do obviously put an effort towards my looks. I'm not saying it's bad to do those things. I'm just saying that I put more of an emphasis on how I feel and who I am as a person rather than what I look like. Because when you think about someone and you think about, oh my gosh, I love that person so much or oh, I vibed with them so much, you're thinking about them as a person. You're not thinking about what they look like. And at least you shouldn't be because I feel like if you're going to make your friends and your circle based off of looks, you're never going to be happy. You really have to focus on who people are and yeah, that's just something that I focus on for myself. I'd rather work on my inner self first before my outer self. Um, this kind of leads me to my next one too, and it's to create a circle that you want to reflect you. Everybody in your life is a reflection of you. The people that you spend your most time with, the way that they are, the way that they carry themselves, their confidence, the way they talk about people, all these things are a reflection of you. And I feel like you are able to curate the people in your life to be more uplifting if that's what you want or more positive, more kind. So for me, the longer that I have navigated friendships, I have just gravitated towards people that make me feel really good and are people that I want to be like. And then vice versa, I want to show up as the person that I want to be, be kind. And obviously we all have our days, we have our moody days, but just who I am as a person is what I want to be and what I want my friends to reflect and I want to reflect that onto them. So that's definitely a huge life lesson. Like probably the number one life lesson that I've learned is that you are a reflection of your circle. Um, my next one is knowing that you're the only person who can get you to your goals. I feel like this was a really big tip that I learned and I just learned it by experience. No one can wake up for you at 7 a.m. when your alarm goes off. No one can get you to the gym. No one can perform the exercises at the gym other than you. So it's kind of like this motivation of discipline where you have to know that you're the one that has to do it and no one else is going to do it for you. So if you have these goals, you're the one that has to take those steps. And to me, that's motivating. It's kind of like a um, tough love type of tip, but it genuinely is true and it does help me. The next one is the right workout for you is the one that you genuinely enjoy. And the reason why I put this one is because I feel like a lot of the questions that I get are, well, I really, really want to reach this goal. So what's the best thing that I can do to reach that goal? And yes, obviously science goes into fitness and there is specific things that you can do to help you reach your goals. But at the same time, I genuinely believe that whatever workout you can get yourself to the most, something you actually enjoy doing, something that feels good to your body is going to be the best thing for you. So there's no routine that's going to work for everybody because everybody's so different. And I definitely learned the more that I'm going and doing the exercises that I genuinely want to do, like spin, like lifting, like going on walks, like going on jogs. That's when I'm most happy, not just following all the trends. Like so many people are running right now and doing marathons. And I feel like even me, I'm like, oh, that would be so much fun. But I know that my body would not be able to do that. I'm not a long distance runner. I know that I want to continue to lift, do workout classes, and I just wouldn't be able to do both on top of each other. So it's kind of like, listening to yourself before you listen to the trends and that's just always helped me my next thing is to invest in the things that make you feel good so maybe that's travel maybe that's self-care maybe that's food maybe that's your environment 
I just feel like if you are choosing what to invest in, I think everything that makes you feel good should be the first and most important thing. And that's why I feel like I've strayed farther away from spending money on things that I just feel like are temporary. Like, for example, if there's a bag I really want or an outfit I really want, I tend to be like, uh, well, I feel like I could buy this instead because I feel like this is what's going to actually make me feel good. For example, something for my house or a trip with Hunter or a nice dinner. I fall into buying things like in that category and then I feel really good about it. I mean, obviously the word invest, I mean, there's probably a lot more smart things to do with your money, but I cannot tell you those things because I don't know anything, but I definitely like to invest in self-care. Um, my next one is to spend time with the people that you would hang out with if you were blind. If you guys remember this from one of my episodes, somebody said this to me at an event. They said that when they think of me, they think of someone that they would hang out with if they were blind. And that literally was the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. And it stuck with me not only because it was a compliment and really helped my self-esteem, but also because that's the way that I live my life. And I surround my pe- myself with people that I would hang out with if I was blind and I genuinely love them as people and it's not about anything else and it's only about how I feel when I'm with them our connection and how much fun we have how much we laugh how good of a person they are and that's just like the way I have been living my life also such a nice compliment to give someone if you ever are looking for a compliment compliment to give that's the best I've literally ever felt when someone said something to me next one is old ways won't reach new results I've been taught this lesson time and time again, but it's taken a long time to realize that old ways will not open new doors. If I want something new, the same routines and the same things that I'm doing now aren't going to get me there. So yeah, you just have to break old habits if you want new habits to form pretty much. Next one is something I kind of touched on today, but be preventative. Don't wait for the problem to come. So for me, that's therapy, that's exercise, that's fueling myself, that's working on mental health, that's working on relaxing, confidence, self-esteem, all the things. Those are preventative to make sure that I feel good in the future and I don't come to feeling like crap, low motivation, all the things. Number 13, we're almost halfway through is, well, already halfway, but we're almost to the 10 tips of fitness. Become aware of what's worth your energy. You guys, this is one that I feel like I just still struggle with, but it's something I'm trying to learn every day. If you don't have energy for something, you cannot pull from an empty tank. You have to be able to say no back to the first one I said. Be able to say no and be able to put yourself first because we can't burn ourselves out and we can't focus on all these other people and things in our life before we focus on ourselves. I feel like I could do a whole episode about that. Next one is don't work more than you live. I have had to learn this multiple times as well. I feel like I get very motivated for new goals, especially in my career, and I feel like it will take over. And this is also like work on yourself. Like don't go to the gym more than you live. You have to find that balance. You can't just fill up one cup and expect all the cups to be fine too. If you continue to pour into one cup, that cup will eventually spill and you will eventually get burnt out. And even in the opposite of don't live more than you work because I feel like we have to have that balance of being disciplined but also enjoying our life. 
And for me, when I do feel like I found that balance and I am contributing to multiple cups in my life, that's when I feel my best. Number 14, this will segue us into my fitness topics. Good things take time. There's literally nothing that's going to give you big results if you're taking shortcuts. Literally every single thing in my life that I can think of that I'm very proud of. For example, my career. This has been something I've been working on so much day in and day out. I literally put so much of my energy into my career and I put so much thinking and intention behind my career on social media and also things that I'm working on the side or even just going and getting my personal training license. Like I've always been the person that wants to put in the extra steps and go the extra mile. And I feel like even if that's not what you have in you and you feel like you tend to want to cut corners, maybe focus on is there a course you want to take online is there a habit you can add is there just something you can contribute more into whatever goal you're trying to achieve I genuinely feel like the longer route that you take the better results that you're going to get and I've just learned that through fitness I've learned that through friendships and uh, it just I feel like I need to get this tattooed on me because it's just such the truth Let's get into the fitness tips. The first one, these are going to be very specific tips, by the way. The first one is in my workouts, I've found that the hardest exercise should go first. That's when we have our most energy. We just did our warm up, our body's getting ready. That first exercise that I perform is always going to be the hardest exercise. So, squats, shoulder press, anything that's a compound exercise. A compound exercise is an exercise that uses several different muscle groups, something that I need ample energy for. A lot of times if I'm listening to my body and I get three-fourths through my workout and I'm feeling really lethargic and tired and I want to pull back, then I do or I even leave sometimes and I don't want to skip the exercise that was most important to me that day because as you guys know with my workout routine, I do legs one day, I do shoulder and tries, I do back and biceps, so if I'm focusing on a specific muscle group, there's going to be exercises that I prioritize the most, and I also try and work up to higher weights, so that in itself. My next one is making sure to have a well-rounded workout routine. I am not here to tell anyone that they're doing anything wrong, but I will give an example from my personal workout routine, and if we look back a year ago, I was definitely spinning a lot because it was something that genuinely was helping my mental health. I started to feel like it was too much cardio for me and I felt like it was pulling from an empty tank, honestly. I was spinning like three to four times a week and I wasn't really lifting. I would lift sporadically, but I would try to add lifting on top of it, but keep the three to four spins a week. And it just was honestly too much for my body and it was too high intensity. I feel like there's also cycles that we go through as women. You have different energy levels at different times of the month. So it just wasn't really working with my every week routine and I still spin obviously I still love it and I still have benefits for my mental health because I spin but I just also focus on all of my muscle groups and I focus on exercise that allows me to have recovery days and allows me to let certain muscle groups recover long enough before I exercise them again so that's just how I've experienced workouts I also noticed that I have been lifting for six months consistently 
with spin and I've just been spinning less, but I've been also focusing on a workout split. I still work out intuitively. So if I wake up one day and I don't want to work out, I don't. But when I do work out, I do try to have structure just because I've learned so much with fitness and I genuinely feel really, really good and strong and my endurance is feeling really good. So yeah, it's honestly just something I've noticed not only from learning about fitness, but also experiencing it. My next one is sleep matters. There's so many benefits of sleep. I talk about it all the time. Yes, it's something I struggle with because I stay up late because I am obsessed with my shows and I'm obsessed with scrolling on my phone. But if I do stay up late, I tend to sleep in and I do love to wake up early too. So I try, if I know I want to wake up early, I try to go to bed early and stay off my phone. But I do just try and do things that help promote better sleep, like staying off my phone really late. Um, I try to wear blue light glasses sometimes at night. I will drink tea that kind of signals my brain, okay, it's time to wind down. I turn the lights off. I put my PJs on. I take my makeup off. I do my skincare, all the things before I sleep to kind of like relax myself. And yeah, sleep is just really good for recovery and it's really important. So that's why I put it in the fitness section. Okay, the next one is something I tend to stay away from talking about that much, but I do think it's important that I mention that I do focus on fueling myself. I want to make sure that I'm eating enough. I want to make sure that I'm getting nutrients. I want to make sure that I feel good. And I feel like a lot of fitness online is paired with talking about diets. And it's just something that, yeah. And I feel like that word is too broad because diet could mean anything. Diet could mean that someone's focusing on adding in more fruits and vegetables or diet could mean things that we see online that are trending that might not be true. So it's such a broad term, but there is a lot of information online that I think is just thrown out there that doesn't have a lot of like research behind it. And I personally stay away from trends. And that's actually the next one I wrote down is I prefer to listen to dietitians over diet culture. And there's a lot of diet culture online. And just what I mean by that is things that aren't followed by scientific proof and dietitians when somebody went to school and they have a lot of research behind the tips that they're giving and the information that they're sharing that to me is more comforting and I just personally trust them more because they have backed information and I'm going to research this advice because if I'm just researching every single thing that I see online and wanting to incorporate every little thing I see online for myself, for me, that's just very overwhelming. So I just tend to focus on a couple of dietitians that I follow and even dietitians in my personal life. Like my mom went to a dietitian and, but again, like I'm a random person on the internet. I'm not a dietitian. So absolutely not giving any specific advice for anyone to follow for nutrition and fueling themselves. I'm just saying that my experience with it. My next one is skipping a workout won't ruin your results. Skipping workouts is so common and normal and will happen because a part of your fitness routine is also your lifestyle. And what happens in your lifestyle? You have birthdays, you have meetings, you have tired days, you have shitty nights, you have days you accidentally sleep in through your alarm. Like skipping workouts will happen. And it's just something that you have to let happen. It's okay. It's th- something that is good honestly good for you. Like I notice a really good benefit if I take four days off the gym 
sporadically. That first workout back, I always have so much energy. I always feel good. I'm motivated. I'm ready. Like, I don't just work out five days a week and then two days off, five days a week, two days off every single week. I let my life be my life and I add fitness into it. And yes, I am disciplined and I have the want to achieve those five workouts a week because I know it makes me feel good. But some weeks I don't do that and I feel just as good on some of those weeks. And even if I don't feel good, that's okay because life happens and it's not going to be perfect. And I feel like when I focus on that mindset, this is my next one of just being kind to myself and letting fitness be a positive thing. That is going to be such a happier way to live life, especially when it's something that we can't control. We don't control when we wake up feeling lethargic. We don't control when something comes up in our life and we don't have time to make it to the gym. And also, this is another one I keep segueing, but a little bit is better than nothing. Don't feel like every single workout you have to leave like crawling out of the gym. Fitness doesn't need to be 100% effort every single time that you walk into a gym. Our bodies honestly, I mean, my body doesn't crave that. My body would be burnt out. My body needs recovery. It needs those slow days. It needs recovery days. If you think of a runner, for example, I've been doing the Nike Running Club where it's a guided run where the trainer talks to you. He constantly is saying that at the beginning of your runs, you got to go slow. Every couple runs, you got to take recovery runs. Every single run is not going to be this like sprint. It's not going to be this huge long distance run where you're doing it for time and you're trying to beat your previous time. There's a reason for every single workout and every single workout does not need to be the highest intensity workout you've ever done. And I think that when your goals are based around how you feel, you start to realize that you might not be feeling good if you are trying to put that 100%, 150% energy every single workout. I recently posted a TikTok actually where I was working out and I said in it, me working out, just trying to get to the end of my workout and then me at the end of my workout realizing I have more energy or I said like I can push myself harder and I was sprinting. And somebody did comment and they're like, wait, do you do sprints after every workout? And I was like, oh no, definitely not. Just another reason why I'm like, uh, TikTok's so hard because one thing can look like something else than you mean. But there are so many days that I do push myself really hard and I empty my tank and I get to the end of my workout and I'm like, I have more energy and I go and I do sprints or when I'm at spin and I just genuinely lay it all out there. That is fine. I'm not saying don't put 100% energy into any workout. I'm just saying it's not 100% necessary to put it into every single workout. And obviously everybody's going to be different too. That's important to say. Everyone has different energy levels and there's many athletes out there and people who are just built different and have so much energy. Like I will work out with people and I'm like, wow, you are insane. You have so much energy and you're so athletic. So yeah, everybody's different and high intensity looks so different to everybody. And yeah, so that's my episode today. These are all the things that I've learned by 24. I can't wait for next episode because I'll tell you guys about my birthday and how the spa day went. But thank you guys so much for listening. Seriously, I'm so grateful for you guys. And I'm just happy to be going into my next year with you guys. I can't believe that the podcast day landed on my birthday. It's honestly the best birthday present that I could ask for. Have the best week and I will talk to you guys next Monday.